One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Let me go to Jane Pickett, our resident vet of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Good, good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Jane. I can Hello. Hear, oh, hi, I can hear you. Hi. I can hear dogs and everything <laughs> in the background. You're OK. Good afternoon and you're welcome. Now, we had a call in earlier about dog grooming and dog groomers and somebody desperate to get their dog groomed. And only yesterday we had a press release in from the ISPCA and they're advising dog groomers they can provide an emergency service if it's a welfare issue. Potentially, yes. It's a little bit of a difficult one, really, because I suppose cosmetic grooming, um, although we all like our dogs to look nice and to be really comfortable, is is a little bit of a challenging one because it may not necessarily be considered an essential service in these times, very much like hairdressers at the minute. But I think certainly some types of grooming, particularly in long-haired or curly breeds, it can become a comfort um, and a welfare issue for dogs if they are left ungroomed for a significant period of time. It can begin to, let's say, get quite matted or begin to tug on the skin or even around the bottom. They can they can sometimes get a little bit soiled and, and it can cause skin problems as a knock-on effect. I think really the best thing to do in this situation is to speak to your local vet and your local groomer about what's going on if you do have concerns for the comfort of your pet at this point in time. Um, and they'll be able to best guide you as to what can be done and potentially whether whether urgent grooming is required in your case. I think it's really on a case-by-case basis and it's, it's really a judgment call, so have a chat. Okay, and your groomer will know your dog well anyway. Yeah, okay, exactly. Jer- Jerry says, I've got a three-year-old German Shepherd. He is the most adorable dog, but the last three weeks, and for no known reason, he has started growling at us at times when we go to rub him. And then five minutes later, he's as loving as he ever was. Any idea what could be going on as we've children in the house and we're starting to get a little bit worried. I think this is really interesting, particularly if he was previously a very lovely and well-mannered dog. I think I would always err on the side of giving the benefit of the doubt first and foremost. Um, so if something has changed in the household, if there's something around that might be, let's say, making the dog more nervous, startled, scared, then consider if anything in the environment has changed or anything in the routine has changed. Um, I think also it's it's a good point that sometimes we can dogs can become aggressive or let's say quite guarded um, when touched by members of the family if they're painful so I think it's just considering whether there's something underlying maybe maybe he's sore somewhere and he's worried when you're going near him that you're going to touch that sore spot now it really is detective work veterinary medicine um, sometimes they don't really obviously show us exactly where they're sore like for example an obvious limp or a hump um, but sometimes if there is somewhere that they're sore more subtle signs can be a, a gentle guarding or just be 
being a little bit guarded when they're being touched so i think have a chat to your vet um they'll be able to discuss with you as regards whether an examination is required just to make sure that he's not uncomfortable or painful somewhere which might be causing him to elicit this kind of a guarding or aggressive behavior but i think really safety comes top of the pile particularly if you have a, a, a other members of the family so I think whilst the, the kind of origin of this change in behaviour is really uncertain, just taking lots of measures to make sure that everybody's really, really safe. Um, so I suppose younger members of the family, I suppose they should never really be left unsupervised with the dog, but just being extra careful with their behaviour around the dog until you get to the bottom of it. OK, and... Hi, I've got a Jack Russell and a Yorkie. Uh, they're both female and they just simply can't agree with each other. I have to keep them separate all the time, otherwise they can actually end up hurting each other. Would Jane have any advice? Mm, this is a really difficult one and we do see this sometimes. Um, generally, most arguments amongst dogs, uh, unless it's, let's say, play fighting, which it doesn't sound like it is in this case, are generally kind of resource-based. So dogs are very much pre-programmed that they need uh, somewhere to sleep, uh, something to eat, somewhere to drink and some kind of toys of their own so they're very kind of resource based so if let's say there's maybe not enough water or not enough water dishes or maybe there's competition for food around the place or they're being fed together and there's even if there's plenty of food about there, there might be a, a sense between them that they're kind of competing for the resources in, in the house then that can sometimes be a, a tipping point and it can really cause let's say aggression between the two dogs to tip over into other situations in the, in the house i think you're doing a good job separating them for their own safety but i suppose one thing i would say is if they're separated for a huge amount of time and then potentially they come together in the evening around feeding time and when you're home then in another sense it may be to a certain extent exacerbating their kind of competition nature and whether they're getting angry at each other because i suppose in another sense they probably want to spend time with you as well um so they're kind of fighting for for that attention i think safety is paramount again so keeping them separated whilst we're dealing with the problem is really important i think this might be a good um a good case really after covid is over to have a chat with um, your local dog behaviorist contact your vet for a, a name of somebody they would recommend locally somebody that they've worked with and is appropriately qualified because i think it really would require somebody going into the home to see what the situation is and how they interact with each other in a home environment and um, to get to the bottom of but i think stick with it there'll be a there'll be a way forward okay question for your vet uh, jane why would a cat have runny eyes Oh, it can be a number of things really so very much like ourselves sometimes if you get a watery or an itchy eye sometimes it could be uh, an infection uh, so conjunctivitis would be the most common and we can get kind of the eye being quite red in itself and maybe a little bit of discharge whether it be clear or a pussy creamy color um I think that would be the most common, but actually cats are really interesting. So when cats get respiratory disease, so when they get a cough or a cold, sometimes actually they can get eye infections as part and parcel of it. Um, so I think either way, if your cat has watery eyes, it's worth a, a call to your vet, discuss the problem with them. They'll let you know if they need to be seen given the current restrictions. Um, but it does sound like some treatment may be warranted. I think particularly if the, the discharge from the eye, if it's, if it's clear and it's normal and you've noticed this the whole time, then it may just be a normal discharge. But but if there's any hint of, let's say, um, a kind of a dirty brown colour or a creaminess, then that would be an indicator of infection and that needs to be dealt with. Margaret says, hi, my Jack Russell has an abscess on the inside flap of his ear. Do I need a vet? Uh, 
Firstly, that sounds really sore. And secondly, yes, <laughs> yeah. um, I think that's a little bit of a difficult one. If it is genuinely an abscess, so if you can see, let's say, pus pouring out of the inside of the ear, it all sounds very gross, I know, and um, that lunch. would be an abscess. Yeah, I know, sorry. <laughs> um, but I think one thing that might be potentially worth investigating is sometimes we can actually get what's called an oral hematoma, which is actually a, like a little blood pocket inside of the ear. So if the dog has had ear disease before and is head shaking or scratching at the ear, sometimes a little blood vessel can burst and that can cause a big swelling in the ear and that definitely needs to be seen too. I think whether it's an abscess or a blood blister, it needs the attention of a vet. Uh, Mary says, hi, question for Jane, please. I have an eight-year-old border collie who doesn't seem to be his usual self. He's appearing to be a bit stiff when getting up from a sitting down position and he limps a bit after he's been running around. I'm wondering, is there a supplement available to help his joints and just to put a little bit of a pep in his step? Yeah, I think I think you're doing really well. Actually, this is noticing really the really subtle signs of let's say early stiffness. Um, certainly, in middle-aged to older dogs, sometimes like ourselves, they can get a little bit of arthritis and become a little bit stiff and let's say creaky when they start moving at first. And the subtle signs of that are usually difficulty when we're kind of rising and starting walking, and then we might loosen up and feel a little bit better. Um, I think. Uh, certainly there are supplements that you can use very similar to ourselves you can use supplements containing glucosamine and chondritin to support the joint and cartilage and um, there's there's some evidence to support the use of those that it may be useful but not a robust amount of evidence i think really if there is some stiffness it may indicate that there there is some underlying pain now it could be arthritis it could be something else but either way i think it's worth again having a chat with your vet and just discuss things fully they may well after this is over need to get you in to just fully examine the dog have a good flex and extend of all of the joints then and discuss the issue with you in further detail. But there's definitely things that can be done to to make your dog nice and comfortable. Okay, and Annie has a cat who started limping on her right paw. It looks like there's something stuck in the paw. Could it be a thorn? Is there anything Annie can do to help the cat? Oh, potentially it is. I think if you can see something visibly in the paw, I'd be a little bit worried, yes, that there there is something foreign stuck in there. There might be a little foreign body, a thorn or a piece of glass or even a sharp stone. Um, cat's feet are actually incredibly robust but the little webbing between the toes can be at times quite fragile and it's quite prone to getting things stuck in there and it can set up nasty little infections and be quite painful so I think if you've noticed something obvious in the foot and your cat is unhappy with putting that foot on the ground I think I think you probably need veterinary attention there Okay, alright, listen, have a good week and we'll chat again next week Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for that, that is uh, Jane Peckett, Pickett of the Island Wood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket I've just Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.